So this past weekend was Memorial Day weekend, and I did quite a bit of traveling, and I'm all caught up with the girls, obviously. <laughs> so I needed something else to what? listen to. <laughs> Just like the loudest bag crinkling. Oh, ever. so I was going to cut it out, but you <laughs> referenced it, so now I'm not going to cut it out. Um, <laughs> we are on separate audio tracks. I know. It was just funny. Uh, I feel so bad and I feel so guilty that I've not really caught up with sweet film talk. We are huge fans, uh, but I needed to catch up and I, two things happened. I listened to their episode reviewing men. It was very, very good. Highly recommend it. Uh, but first Becky who was featured on the episode had some really incredible thoughts that she shared uh, that I really loved. And I reached out to sweet film talk and I was like, does she have a letterbox? Because if not, she needs one. Like I need to know her thoughts on every movie ever. And they were like, no, she doesn't, but you know, I'm going to show her this message and uh, maybe we can kind of encourage her to get one. So that's mission. Number one is to reach out to Becky and like, uh, as Daniel says, bully her into getting a letterbox. <laughs> uh, second, they also mentioned another podcast in another episode called Smart Less. And it is, get this, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, and Jason Bateman. Wow. I know. But the three of them have a podcast together. And the format of their podcast is one of them each week will pick a guest to have on mm -hmm. as a surprise to the other two. So the other two don't know who's coming on that episode. But they have like Seth Rogen. They have uh, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig. Uh, I just listened to the Dax Shepard episode. That was amazing. They have Kamala Harris on at one point. Like that's an episode. Oh, my God. And it, I will say it's not like rip roaring funny. Like it's I was expecting it to be just like this hysterical laugh fest. Uh, and it's not been that, but it's been very interesting just to advertise those two podcasts because uh, they're a lot of fun. And um, if you had any weird or on the fence thoughts about men like I did, uh, you should listen to Sweet Film Talks episode about it because it's very enlightening and it helped sway my opinion. What direction did it sway you in? I think more positive. We've been trying to discuss what we wanted to do for a an episode this week we know we wanted to do a quick take but we were struggling with the subject and honestly who cares i i don't we don't have really have an agenda right now but jordan has lots of things he wants to talk about like foreign policy oh, gun geez. control abortion rights things like that you could not be farther from the truth that is just so wrong i do not want to do any of those things this is an escape for me. I don't I don't want to relive like you should totally be informed about those things, but you definitely shouldn't click take three a movie podcast and think that you're <laughs> gonna get anything that actually matters in the world. No, no. TBH. But it is important to have outlets that'll make you laugh and make you smile and also make you feel better about yourself because you're like, oh, look at them. Yeah, these like, guys. they're falling apart. <laughs> uh, I feel better. In comparison. So like if I am anything, I could be a cautionary tale for you guys. I don't want to I don't want to lump you into that as well, because you seem to be doing much better than I am. Mm. Holding it together. <laughs> <laughs> My rent just got raised. I'm I'm not uh 
I wouldn't say I'm the the image of perfection. I'm I'm still. I think you're the image of perfection, Jordan. Oh, you're very sweet. You're very sweet. Do we want to start things off with some new things that we've watched? So I was telling you last night. I will lay down and be on my phone, do Duolingo, or either just sit and like listen to like music playing from my little Amazon Echo. I like never turn my freaking TV on anymore. I don't know why. I need to watch something. And I told you I was going to watch something. And guess what happened? Nothing. I literally <laughs> just went to sleep. That is great to hear from a co-host of a movie podcast. Bitch, I could still, I've still seen more movies in my life than most people have. This is very true. This is very true. I'm only teasing. Does that mean you have nothing since Flight or Men logged? Oh, yeah. I've seen some movies since we did that catching up thing. First things first, we watched Noah together. First things first on the realist? Yes. Honestly, not bad. Not spectacular, but I think I remember hearing a lot of bad reviews about it, and I was like, this is actually kind of fun. I'm kind of into this. I'm a big fan of Darren Aronofsky. I'm a big fan of movies that are bold enough to tackle something that is held as gospel uh-huh. and put their own spin on it. This movie is brave as shit because like it took something that I bet you a lot of people were like, oh, Noah, like let's go see Noah. And it's not that kind of movie. Like you <laughs> I mean, like to be honest with you, the the story of Noah in the Bible I mean, those things didn't explicitly, like, not happen, but they're just not, like, there are certain, obviously, there's no rock monsters, I don't believe, but, like, there are, there are huge leaps in logic that this, that this Bible story takes, right? As someone yeah. who was raised Baptist, right? Uh, but, like, loose huge Baptist. Huh? <laughs> he said takes, this movie takes huge leaps in logic, but. But it's the I story. Mean, yeah, the story, the Bible. The story in general. Ever since that, you know, I grew up and was able to, like, sort of think this through this to me felt more like a parable <laughs> but the idea that like you know noah could build something like this without giant rock monsters seems more far-fetched than there being giant rock monsters there you know what i mean yeah. like th- like oh they were yeah. angels that were fallen from heaven well guess what that is what the bible says satan is you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. other angels that fell from heaven like I, I, that's not like a huge leap in logic. The intense third act violence might have turned some people off, maybe back in the day. But like God killed everyone on Earth, uh, yeah. as per the story. You know what I mean? While this isn't like my favorite Darren Aronofsky movie, I do think that the the story of Noah was perfect for him to adapt because he's very good at showing the depravity of the human condition you know, really sort of getting into someone's like psyche. What Noah goes through as a character is actually very compelling um, to be so like hardcore in your faith that he'd be willing to do something like that. I, I'm not saying it's right. It's just interesting to watch. And of all of the Darren Aronofsky films that I've seen, this certainly doesn't feel like the watered down Bible story. You know what I mean? Like no, it's, it's like this all. is actually just as fucked up in a lot of ways as say something like a mother is, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know exactly the percentage, but there are millions and millions of people that believe that this happened. Yeah. Maybe not the way that Darren Aronofsky portrayed it, but that 
the entire world, which granted was probably not, I mean, was not nearly as big as it is now, was wiped out by a flood to punish mankind. That is pretty heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. Let me just say this. If this movie had gone over better, I would have loved like more Bible stories from Darren Aronofsky because I'm going to say the Old Testament, like the New Testament, we get some hope, right? Like Jesus is there. Like, I mean, it, it certainly ends poorly, but, uh, the New Testament, you know, it's like, it's a lot of like good stuff, right? Uh, there's a lot, of, there's some positivity there. The Old Testament is like really fucked up in a lot of ways. And I would love to see him like tackle some more, like give us Moses. Holy shit. Moses had, do you know the story of Moses? I just know that he moved some water, but that's about it. Oh my God. Okay. So Moses is like, he's like born and he's sent down the river because they're getting rid of all like the firstborns or some shit. Right. And, uh, the firstborn sons. So he's got sent, sent down the river. And, uh, I think like the, the Pharaoh's daughter or something picks him up and somehow he gets in good with the Pharaoh. And basically the Pharaoh is holding all of these people. It's been a long time since I was in Bible school. They were being held as the Israelites, probably. Yeah, they are being enslaved by the Pharaoh guy, right? And Moses is like, Pharaoh, let my people go. And he's like, no. And so Moses tells God and God sends a bunch of plagues. And there are a bunch of fucked up plagues like boils and frogs and um, some sort of bugs flying around bugs. I can't remember the exact bugs, but then like the last one is like the death of the firstborn son. And like, it's crazy. Like God's like, Ooh, I'm a fuck you up. Right. So then he lets him go. Um, he lets him go at the very end and they go out and they're running and, and Moses parts the red sea. Well, God does, but like, he like holds his staff up and he parts the sea and they walk through the water and then it closes in and all the people that are chasing them, um, Close because I think the Pharaoh like changes his mind and sends his bad guys after him. So they all drown, right? And then they wander in the desert for like 40 years, right? Then something happens. Oh, he does the whole Ten Commandments thing. That's Moses. And then something happens, and I can't remember exactly what happens, but Moses like loses his temper. Like really like like you would think after 40 years in the desert, like you'd be allowed to lose your temper, right? No, God's like Bitch, not going to the promised land. And Moses does not get to go into the land of milk and honey. He, he does not get to go there. Isn't that fucked up? That's fucked up. Darren Aronofsky would kill that story. And, I, you know, I butchered it. Like, but I something something close to that would be great. I have a very vague understanding of Noah. Obviously, it's a man and his family brings two of every animal on his ark and then survives a flood but like i don't know what darren aronofsky pulled from the bible but i think the way that he created this character noah is an amazing character study i think his trajectory throughout the film is really awesome and one of my favorite parts of the movie were the rock monsters like the fallen angels those were so fucking cool they were cool and people might get mad at me for this but it was very much an adventure movie uh, and it was almost reminiscent of like Lord of the Rings. Like it felt very much kind of that vein to me. I can see that. Part of me thinks that like I might have even liked it better if I hadn't known about this, like the biblical story of Noah beforehand. Like if you separate your knowledge of Noah 
and everything that you've heard about him in the Bible in like a religious sense from this movie, this movie is incredible. Like this is a really. Oh, see, it makes me like it better. See, I, I think I disagree because maybe it's because I have such a strong resistance to the Bible. It kind of created a stain almost of this movie. The way that the story is told is very fascinating, and um, I liked it a lot. Well, good. I'm glad that you liked it. I'm sorry I like went off on a huge tangent before I let you speak about it. I apologize. That's okay. I'm used to it. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, I watched Interesting Ball, which was a short film by the Daniels in 2014. It was great. It was fun, obviously. It was crazy and unexpected. Also, we watched together Something's Gotta Give. I won't go into too much detail about that. I don't know. I thought I I guess I expected you to like maybe enjoy it a little bit more than you did. I really love that movie. That's a movie that I like can watch with my mom and sister anytime. It's just like cute and makes me laugh and I love the actors in it and it's it's just really funny. It doesn't take itself too seriously and I don't know. <laughs> it's just not my brand. Uh that's all I'll say about it. The last thing I do want to talk about is The House. Uh, it's the Netflix movie that is the like stop motion animation, but it's told it's like three stories. It's like a triptych. Uh, and I just want to recommend that to anyone who loves like James and the Giant Peach or Wes Anderson stop motion or even like Leica and Coraline and stuff like that. It is all very much within that realm of media. And it was fascinating and very very cool and also very scary at points like it's it's like all of those films but horror and it was unsettling but it was beautiful and i just can't recommend it enough and i'm dying to know how you will feel about it i would love for you to watch this and let me know how you feel about it oh i definitely will for you to have given it such a high review shoots to the top of my list i uh remember seeing trailers for it and then I, I think we talked about this. Netflix has just like this model where they barely advertise and then they add so much media to their service at all times that if you don't catch something right when it like premieres, then it's like hard to find almost. I mean like yeah, you it's can – It's hard. I guess it's hard yeah. to stumble upon, right? Yeah, yeah. I watched a bunch of the Brian Jordan Alvarez movies oh, really? that are on YouTube. So Brian Jordan Alvarez is this comedian on YouTube, and he does these like short videos. Um, during COVID, he did a lot of videos where he was just like recording himself, his face or whatever. But um, he's definitely done a lot of comedic videos. If you typed in his name on YouTube, you would get like a crazy ton of videos but his short skits are fucking hysterical yeah yeah he's very you funny just browse through those they're good but something he also has done is him and his little tribe of people have made several movies and just released it. i mean they're like feature films they're not like shot as well as feature films and they're silly but they're feature length movies that are really fun and enjoyable and if you like that style of comedy it's prevalent in every single one of them. So I just want to say, I know that the most recent one that I watched was called uh, A Spy Movie. And uh, it was actually directed by Stephanie Keenig, who was in the first season of Flight Attendant. Flight Attendant, yes. Yeah. It's really stupid and funny, and I enjoyed it a lot. Then there's um, 
Grandmother's Gold, which I think is my favorite. And I don't even want to tell you anything about it. It's just, it's funny. Like, I think you wouldn't, it would be worth like an hour and a half of your time. Um, and then web series, the movie is also a really good one. It's just about these like people who are making this web series and, uh, it's just, it's, it's funny and it's really stupid. And I don't know. I, I just like that a lot. So like just type in Brian Jordan Alvarez and like, just watch everything that he has done. I bet you you'll like something. <laughs> I'd like to say that I've finished some TV shows, but I feel like I'm in the middle of a lot, uh, namely Ozark at the moment. I'm on the last season. I'm maybe five episodes from finishing, so I'm very close. Uh, I will say since I last brought it up, the third season, so the first season was awesome. Second season, I think, was setting up the rest of the show, so it wasn't as riveting. The third season is some of the best television I've ever seen. The fourth season is looking very much like the second. I'm not super thrilled with it, but I still, like, I'm falling in love with these characters. I love them so much, and I will finish the show. Wait, are there only four seasons? Or there are there five? four seasons. There's four. Oh, so you're, like... You're on the last season and it's not looking good? It's gotten to the point where I don't want to say it's predictable because I can't really predict what's happening, but it's just sort of like you're watching a show about people cooperating with, you know, the mob or the cartel and like things go as expected. <laughs> so it's hard to maintain. So it's predictable in a way that like things are going to go wrong. Things are going to be right. chaotic. Right. Gotcha. There's like predictable in a positive sense of things like just going as to plan. And then you can also flip that around and being like, okay, well, I know that that's not going to work out. I know that whatever they're trying to do is going to fail. It's predictable in the sense that I know that things are going to go wrong and that I know how fragile this system that they have is. And so, of course, there would be no show if things went perfectly. I can't define and I can't predict what those wrong things are going to be, but I know that there are going to be mishaps and in that way it's predictable. But Laura Linney and uh, the kids in that show and the the actress who plays Ruth, I don't know her name. It's just, they are just powerhouse actors. And uh, it made me want to go back and watch more things with Laura Linney because she has just become such a beast and such a like, Oh, she's just so incredible in this show. So this show has solidified that I am now, not now, but I am certainly a Laura Linney fan, concretely. That's huge. That's exciting. I fucking love Laura Linney. She's awesome. She's so good in this. She's incredible. So yeah, working my way through that. Uh, also, the new season of Love, Death, and Robots came out. You and I have watched a couple episodes on that, but we've not finished it. Uh, so far, so good. I mean, I've not seen any that I dislike. I think they're still super fun and very clever um oh there's the one that i fell asleep during but you said it was good right yeah you didn't like that one it was the one about like the hive i don't remember what it was called they're like swimming underwater and stuff i was like nothing's happening uh <laughs> the best one is the the boat one uh bad oh, travel that is really fucking good so far and um what is it the the night of the mini mini dead or something like that like some, something like that that was something fun, yeah. that was that was cute I love the the little the the silly ones that this show is able to sprinkle through the more yeah ones like it's it's a good they've they've uh what's the word choreographed 
the their episodes in a way that like you can get a breather every so often from the more serious ones. So I appreciate that. Exactly. I mean, I know that it's no small feat at all to make something like this, but I will say with Netflix's viewing structure, the way that people view things on streaming services across the board, it's very easy to just jump from one to the next one to the next one to the next one to the next one. Mm-hmm. That's served them very well in the past, right? It gets you to watch, 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 watch. Well, when the when the stuff that you're watching is like 10 minutes long, though, like <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't want them to run out. Like I'm, I'm afraid that it'll just be over and then I'll have to wait like another however fucking long. And it's like I want them to take as long as they need because the product is really good. But I also need you guys to like hire more people to make <laughs> twice as much content then because yeah. like I love this show and it's annoying that I've probably watched more than half of them now already <laughs> you know and they uh, it, they're like 10 to 20 minutes long at the very most yeah yeah but i i love them they're great this is reminding me of another show and i just want to say personally uh congratulations because i know that this is all of your doing because i'm sure that you have given this show probably a good 95 percent of all of its views uh, congratulations on the renewal of Black Mirror. There is another season <laughs> that is coming out. Oh, I know. I got. I legit. I when I saw that, my sister sent it to me, and I just like, I started crying. I couldn't believe it. I was <laughs> absolutely. I I was certain at that point. Like regardless of the fact that they've won an Emmy for each season that has come out since they got with Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. They won for San Junipero. They won for USS Callister. And then they won for Bandersnatch. And then it was like silence. And I get it because like everything was silence because of the pandemic. And I understand that Charlie Brooker would be like, you know, we're kind of living in a Black Mirror world right now. Like, <laughs> what am I going to be able to present to these people that's going to be, I don't know, that anybody's going to want to watch, right? But the fact that he came up with something and the fact that the ball is rolling. I want it to come out tomorrow. I don't care when it comes out, though. I'm just happy that it's coming, you know? Mm-hmm. I just want more. Uh, I want to be in Black Mirror mode. I want a reason to go through and watch all of them again. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, watching yeah. all of them again up until, you know, a few weeks ago when I found that out, or a few days, or however long it was, was just depressing. Because I was like, oh, it's <laughs> over. You know? That's how I feel about the OA, and that's why I can't go back to it, because I'm like, I know that this isn't going to have a conclusion, and it just makes me so sad that something so perfect is, is like, not even just over, but cut short, and that hurts so much. Yeah, well, that that's in a league of its own. I mean, I can't even compare that, because, you know, Black Mirror doesn't have, like, a through line. They're all no, their individual no. episodes, so it didn't get cut short. Whereas, like, I, I definitely feel for you. And, I mean, I, I too love the OA and I'm devastated that it got cut short. Maybe someday. Uh, I am looking forward to, like, the new thing. That that new thing that she's got going on has got to be coming out eventually, right? Oh, I hope so. I don't I don't recall what um, – yeah, she and um, Zal are working – the creators of the OA are working on another show. I forget what it's called, but it's been so long since it's been announced. I don't remember when they said it was coming out, but – uh, I will look into that tonight, and I will hype yeah. myself up for it. Zao Batmanglage. His Batman name has got the word Batman in it. <laughs> should Moon Knight get its own episode, or should we just do Moon Knight here? 
no, let's do Moon Knight and get it over with because I'm I know you're happy with it, but I'm not thrilled. I finished that show feeling like they did so much for just nothing to happen. And Jordan, so many people died. Two giant monsters were fighting in Egypt. So many freaking people died. With Multiverse of Madness, with all of these, like uh, uh, Loki and WandaVision had such profound effect, or I guess I should say will have such profound effect on the MCU. And this one just didn't compare. Well, I thought WandaVision would have had a very profound effect, but... Yeah, I know, I know. I've seen Multiverse of Madness and it doesn't seem like it. I left both Loki and WandaVision being like, wow, this is really like... This is game changing. This is big. This is going to be massive for the MCU. And I didn't feel that way after Moon Knight. And I think I'm let down because I had high hopes. I thought it was a really cool superhero. Um, And he still is cool, but I just think his show just lacked for me. I also, I had trouble. I forget the God's name, but it was the God that they were fighting where it's basically like she kills people before they can do harm. Amen. Yeah. It's sort of like, to me, if you are looking at someone who is going to commit murder or like even on a small scale, but on a grand scale, doesn't it make more sense that that person go away before they can do those acts? Like, to me, that makes sense. That part of it does make sense. However, we never get like an accurate measurement of what the evil that they commit is the evil that they commit that they would stand in the way of of Ahmet's rule. That's a very good point. But I think maybe, I think my problem was I never got enough of an explanation as to why it was so important to stop them. And maybe some of that explanation, like maybe it was just Ahmet's opinion and maybe it was just small acts like, I don't know, stealing a candy bar from a grocery store. Like you got to die for that. Like that, if, if you gave me those reasons, then I would have more of an opportunity to be against the villain in this series. And I just wasn't. And I was kind of like, I don't know if it was just underdeveloped in that regard. I don't know. But I don't know. I just wasn't feeling like there was a lot to this. And one of the biggest things was I think they changed like the adult settings. Like when you signed back in after the show premiered, didn't wasn't there like a warning that said or like a thing that you had to sign that said, hey, I'm okay with this new content that's out. I was expecting the show to be like super scary, super gory, super crazy. And it's still, I didn't get that. And I think it was just, I was let down quite a bit. I mean, I can understand that. I really thought it was interesting that Moon Knight, the character was barely in it. And I can understand that, you know, because the costume is like probably 90% CGI. And, you know, you have to save your budget for the giant. Uh, alligator and the giant bird at the end. I, I really appreciated Oscar Isaac sort of being able to act his ass off. He did a fantastic job. I'll I think he deserves that. an acting nomination, Emmy-wise. I mean, uh, Elizabeth Olsen was. There was also like a lot of questions that didn't get answered for me. I know you tend to say this a lot, but I think this is something that requires another watch for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to maybe make more sense of it, but I will not. I will not say that I didn't love it. I thought it was such an interesting swing. I thought it was extremely different than 
the typical uh marvel at least like the narrative formula like i understand at the end we still get like this big fight with cgi fight or whatever but those are things that are never going to go away like that's marvel's bread and butter it makes no sense for them to stop doing that but if you want them to like push the envelope and try to uh explore darker and more cerebral characters here you go this is their attempt at it i mean maybe yeah. if maybe maybe it didn't hit for you uh or maybe it didn't hit for you know our listeners or whatever but this was i think a step in the right direction and it only signifies that they are allowing people to experiment even more on disney plus like i remember thinking like when wandavision came on i was like wow they are letting them go buck wild on Disney Plus, and mm-hmm. and it worked. It, like, but like, it, but Moon Knight is so much weirder than that. Uh, I don't know about that because style wise, it still was very much Marvel, and I don't think that you could say the same about Wandavision. Why? Why was it style wise very much Marvel, other than like the end? Like, is it very Marvel to to have like a um? a child abuse storyline or like the death of a child storyline. No. Played up against, you know, the creation of an alternate identity. I think as if you were to ask me like, Oh, is it so crazy for Marvel to do an origin story? No, that's not so far fetched of an idea, but with something like WandaVision, I think the format was something that was a deviation. It was a risk and it paid off and it referenced a lot of things that we know and love and it was an experiment of format i think that's what it was it was an experiment of format well here's the thing wandavision obviously had the benefit of starring two established characters you had to do at least to a degree some sort of origin story to explain why steven is the way he is it's not like spider-man where we don't need an origin story anymore nobody's ever even heard of moon knight or a lot of people haven't at least, his storyline requires some explanation. What I appreciated about it is that we didn't get that explanation all up front, and then it was like, go, action movie. It was like they took a very long time. The spoilers, I mean, I I, I feel like I've already spoiled it, but like major spoilers for um, Moon Knight, Jake Lockley doesn't even come into the freaking end credit scene of the show. Like it took its time really telling that, that story and i really appreciated that rather than like just sort of playing it for laughs that he has three personalities no it became like a the crux of the story that this relationship between two people mark and steven but it was like they were both fucking oscar isaac and you forget that sometimes especially when they were like there together sure they look alike but they they could not have felt more different like different people yeah. And I just I appreciate the hell out of that. Uh I thought that the the special effects uh with like Khonshu were amazing and especially like right at the beginning when people didn't know what or who Khonshu was and he was just sort of being like followed around by him. That was terrifying in the first episode when like it was just this big plague mask, you know, looking bird coming at you like that is terrible. I mean, this was that was like very scary. It was a big deal for Marvel to be able to do something like that. And I know that the plan is for him to f- to factor heavily into the Marvel Knights 
corner of this universe where people like Blade and Werewolf by Night and Man Thing can can exist. What's Man Thing? Well, you'll see. And uh, come on. And what's his what's his name? Um, the the Black Knight who is um, oh Batman, John Snow from Eternals. I'm just kidding. Huh? Nothing. I said Batman. It was a bad joke. Isn't that weird? Like, it's it is unfortunate that it's like the Black Knight, Dark Knight, but Moon Knight will have his corner of the MCU where I think he is allowed to be dark. It, it's sort of carving out its own space versus what hyped us up so much about WandaVision was like we knew where she was headed next. It was like, oh God, like what is she going to do in this that causes that? Spoiler alert, like, nothing. It just seemed but. like the stakes were so much higher in WandaVision and Loki. And not to say that you have to have high stakes to have a successful MCU they weren't, story. They weren't higher. I mean, Amit was going to kill everyone on Earth that would ever do bad I don't know. I mean, she was in the process of doing it. Like, the souls that were shooting into the sky were people dying. I think, like, I don't know if I'm just burnt out on on Marvel or what, but I, I think I, in order for it to now keep my attention, it just needs to keep pushing the bounds. And to me, this one just didn't. I will say... What Marvel is great at, and I, it does get kind of repetitive because it's you could say it's like the same thing every time, but I fucking loved the, uh, I guess you could call it end credits with like where they have like the animations and stuff going oh, with yeah. the credits and the music that they pick is just every like they do that wake up really up. well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And like and the trailer just came out for She-Hulk and even that I'm like, "Oh god, like they have the money for practical effects. Just fucking Elphaba her. Why did we need to CGI her?" Like, can you answer that question because I genuinely am confused about that. Tatiana Maslany is not a, you know, 7 8 foot tall supermodel. Tatiana Maslany is just like a normal probably like 5 foot something girl so i like yes they could have like made her taller and painted her green and made it less okay what i'm thinking is is that this will not be the last time that they use her and they will eventually nail it with the special effects they've they've (laughs) nailed it with like i freaking love the way hulk looks now i think that they will eventually get it right this is their first attempt I will give them this one. I really, really, really like She-Hulk. I is it their first attempt, though? Stoked about it. yes, it's their first attempt at She-Hulk, but not at CGI and special effects. <laughs> Correct. Good assumption. My point is that, like, obviously, yes, she looks a little weird, but like they are just going to perfect it. They might perfect it based off of the criticism that this trailer got. I mean, it doesn't come out till August, so. They still have time. That ba- I think so. They do still have time, and I think that aspect baffles me. That like this show has been in production for how long, and then they can like turn things around within months. Like that blows me away. And I think like the same thing happened with the Sonic redesign. It's like the trailer came out, everyone had a fit, and then within like weeks, <laughs> he was fixed. Like they fixed the whole movie with this new character yeah. design. That's just wild to me. It is wild. That is wild. And if Marvel wasn't already so like pushed back because of the pandemic and things like that. I wonder if we would get like an altered release date for her 
just to be able to fix it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they don't see it as a big deal. Like I, I don't, I like, yes, it will be something I notice probably regardless of if they fix it or not. Like I'll be looking yeah. for it. So that'll take me out of the show regardless. But you know, odds are like if she's she Hulk as much as Oscar Isaac was Moon Knight, then it's not going to be a big deal at all. Hopefully, it'll just be a really awesome lawyer show, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> like I love that idea. Uh, I love the idea that I like. I've heard people that are supposedly like cameoing in it. I'm really excited about that. Oh, but like I we're completely skipping that. over a Marvel show that we're excited which about. one. Like she Hulk comes out in August this month in just a few days Miss Marvel comes out. I uh <laughs> I've seen like zero advertisement for that. I did not realize that that was so soon. You haven't seen the trailer for for Miss Marvel? Nope. I'm very excited about both of the shows. I think it's really cool that we're getting like a whole year uh it seems like of you know shows that are introducing new characters rather than like last year we got four shows that while you did get new characters you know they were they were centered around characters that you already knew and this year to me i feel like it's braver to introduce some characters yeah i just have two very quick ways to conclude this i do want to bring up bob's burgers because i know the movie's out uh i've been trying my best to go through all of it because i am a completionist and i hate myself and i've been trying to finish the show before i see the movie but i'm on season 11 i think there are 12 seasons now and i'm realizing that like i'm not enjoying the show now and i it feels more like an assignment than watching it to enjoy it. And I need to stop myself from doing that. I know I, that's what I'm saying is I have stopped. Um, and I will try to go see the movie this week. I'm very eager to see the movie because I love Bob's burgers. Um, I should have gone and seen it tonight. Yeah. I'll probably go see it tomorrow. Maybe, uh, I did just get word that my parents are going out of town and they asked me to dog sit. So I will be going to Maryland Thursday into Friday and then bringing Sophie back Friday night to babies to not babysit to dog sit her over the weekend until they come back. Uh, so I will not have time this weekend to go see it. So I'm hoping tomorrow's the day, but we will see. You can't take Sophie to the movies. I don't think I can do that. No. And then lastly, I think it's a good way to conclude this episode unless you wanted to talk about other shows that you're watching. Let me tell another Bible story. I'll get a drink while you talk. Uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up was Thinger uh, Strings. I had been on the fence about this so much because the last three years this has happened where I love the season and then I have to wait a year and then I got to watch the next season and I forget everything happens in the previous season. So I have to rewatch the show and it's just insane. And this year I was like, how big is this monster going to get? Like how many times are we going to have like repeat instances? I feel like... I don't want to say it gets repetitive because I still have fun with the show, but I was like, you know what? I think I might just wait until the show is closed, until the last episode is out and I could just watch the whole thing beginning to end. And now that it's out, I'm seeing so much on TikTok and I'm seeing so much on Instagram and I'm like, I can't avoid any spoilers here. And I just realized that your headphones were out for all of that. So you didn't get a lick of it. Sorry. No, they just, they, they like just fell out of my ears. 
Okay. So, but like, I can't avoid it. I know there's something about a grandfather clock and people are afraid of the grandfather clock for some reason. No, don't. Why are you telling me this? I'm not. This is not a spoiler. I can't avoid spoilers. I don't get on TikTok and for some reason, like, look up Stranger Things like you must. I don't look it up. It's just, it's just. If I see anything that has anything to do with it, I scroll through because I knew that I was going to be able to somehow get you to watch this with me. I think you might have watched the first season before me, but the first time I watched it was with you. Second season, we watched here together, binged it in two days. The third season, same thing. We watched together. There was no way in fuck that I was going to watch this this fourth season without my Stranger Thing companion. But you could have. You could have. No, like, I, I wouldn't have been mad at you for that. I don't give a shit about you being mad at me. I like watching it with you. I like watching things with you. I actually enjoy being around you if you didn't know that. <laughs> this one has a much bigger effect. This season has a much bigger effect than the others did because so much time has gone by since the last season. So even more than a year separation, it's been how many years, like two or three now at this point? Yes. And, uh, it was like 4th of July, 2019. Yeah. It's been insane. I was dreading having to catch up with it, but seeing all this stuff, I'm like, fuck, I can't escape it. I might as well, you know, at least be surprised by it. So after this, we're going to go watch some, maybe a couple episodes. Very much looking forward to it. The ending of season three just happens to be extremely sad and extremely like, oh shit, what's going to happen now? And for them to have gone on such a big break, it's like crap, man. Like the last bit of season three uh, before it goes to Russia is like devastating. They're like leaving Peter Gabriel's Heroes comes on again. Again? Re- she, yeah, she's reading that. I don't remember um, that. You don't remember? It, it can't, yeah, it, it plays no. again as she's like leaving the house. Like That was one of my favorite parts. That was my favorite. That's my favorite part of the entire series so far is when that song played in the first season. Like that was the moment that I was like, oh, fuck, it's this kind of show. That moment will stick with me forever. I just want to point out that like Jordan is saying that in this awesome, fun, great, exciting show, the scene where you find out that the little missing boy is dead is his favorite scene. Do not boil it down to something so (laughs) simple. I'm just pointing that out. (laughs) That's when they find uh, a body and they think Will's dead. That is not why i love it i love it because it is such an impactful scene you love dead children no i'm saying it made me feel something so immense like that's that's what shows and media should do and that's what it did successfully um and that's one of the reasons why i love the first season so much more than all the other ones i still think the other ones are good first one is still my favorite though well i am ending this conversation i am tired of sitting here i want to watch some stranger things so i am signing off oh does it now it says hour in minutes. Do you see that? Not for me. You don't see bars, beats, hours, minutes, seconds? Mine says bar, beat, tempo. Mine C says major. hours, minutes, seconds. It's an hour and oh, 36 minutes. So okay. you can change it. Yeah, now I see it. I, you can change it to beats and time. Or just beats or just time. Oh, just fuck yep. time. I mean, just fuck beats. I don't know what, I don't even know what that is, but. I just changed it to time. I We have been doing this for how many years? Four years? All yeah. on GarageBand. And uh, this is the moment that we've discovered the time feature on GarageBand. 
And this is the moment where Nick turns over all of the editing duties to Jordan. I am not editing out your drunken rants this episode. This is all they you. Weren't ran- I don't feel like I ranted. I feel like I was trying to explain stuff that I was passionate about to you who was sitting there like judging me. I'm not judging you. I'm not judging what you. Are you. You're not judging. You're just observing. What just is observing. it? Your mom told, told That's me what that. My mom you're says. not judging. You're just observing. Not judging. Just observing. I love And that. she actually, she, every so often she'll be like, yeah, I've listened to your, uh, to your Austin Powers episode. I listened to your Willy Wonka episode. So she listens now. I don't know. If it's religiously, but maybe she'll hear this, and I'm sure she'll appreciate that if she does. So I'm worried that your mom's opinion of me is gonna go downhill. <laughs> like now that she's a listener, because of this podcast, you mean? Yeah, they can't get any lower, so it's okay. Maybe not this episode. I mean, I am ta- I I'm able to recount the story of Moses. That's got to give me some sort of brownie points. <laughs> that will, yeah, that's true. That's true. She's gonna be like, "Ooh, Moses, hell yeah, right." <laughs> 